Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert Rand, your host for the day. And we're going to be talking all about, can shoppers trust your site as much as they trust Amazon? Uh, can you really instill trust in an e-commerce shopper that visits your website? Here today with me, uh, we've got uh, Mark Wilkinson and Eric Thorson on the line uh, from the amazing team at Norton. Uh, Mark, you want to start us off with an introduction? Yeah. Hey, Robert, and thanks for having us. Uh, so my name is Mark Wilkinson. Uh, I've been with the Norton Shopping Guarantee for close to three and a half years now. Uh, I'm the Senior Manager of Strategic Sales, and uh, Eric and I have been working together for quite some time uh, on the Norton Shopping Guarantee program, and uh, we're excited to be here. Um, Eric? Yep. Hey, Robert. Thanks again for having us here. We're pretty excited. And I'm Eric Thorson, General Manager of the Norton Shopping Guarantee Program. I've been very fortunate to be part of the program at its inception. And uh, in the last, uh, probably the majority of, the, of my career, I've, been, I've spent in working with technologies around building trust and confidence on websites. Awesome. And so I guess we can uh, start by talking a little bit about why don't some shoppers trust e-commerce websites? Uh, how is it that, um, you know, <laughs> today e-commerce is such a part of our lives, but yet you go to a website and you're really not sure if this is a place that you should be shopping, uh, for various reasons, I suppose. Yeah. Hey, Robert. Uh, so this is Mark again. Um, you know, it's a really good question. Uh, you know, e-commerce has been around for quite some time. You know, it was pioneered by uh, kind of the dot-com era. And then of course, Amazon came along as well. Uh, but one of the big things that we run into all the time is that, you know, a lot of people just don't feel comfortable shopping on websites that they've never done business before. Um, you know, it seems like an everyday new website just pops up overnight, whether it's a, a new mattress website or they're selling vape technology. Um, so what we find is, you know, shoppers have had bad experiences in the past. Um, they come to the website for the first time. They're probably wondering, well, who the heck are these guys? Um, and at a whole, they just tend to feel a little bit uneasy. Um, so we, from the Norton Shopping Guarantee, kind of put our heads together. We came out with our program, um, which we aim to help uh, instill trust and confidence, uh, specifically the first-time visitors on a website, and, and it's been wildly successful uh, since the inception. Uh, but Eric, feel free to uh, to add. Yeah, listen, it's really you know, as Mark said, it's uh, we've there's more websites probably now, obviously, than there's ever been since the beginning of the of, again the internet has started, and you know, with that has come along with a lot of a lot of great web wonderful websites with people who have very good intentions for the for the shoppers, and also unfortunately, there's been a lot of very you know sinister deviant you know websites pop up, and and with that, it has caused a, a lot of a uh, lot of you know, uncertainty and chaos and damage and shoppers, you know, now kind of possess this guilty till proven innocent mentality. Um, and it doesn't take very long for a shopper to, once they go through kind of a bad experience, it doesn't take, you know, very long for that to get, to get out there in the open. I think that in, in, in also in conjunction with just the, you know, it seems like every week there's a new breach. Um, these breaches are, you know, becoming global. Uh, it's impacting, you know, millions upon millions of people. And uh, so, you know, that is also taking its toll on the, on the shoppers, you know, mentality. Uh, let's start off talking about uh, some of the ways that, that people can build trust on an e-commerce website today. Uh, so I, I know that it, it starts with, you know, the website itself. You want to get to a site that 
has some uh, some quality design and some consistent branding. Um, what are some of the other things that that your team has run into uh, over time that you think um, you know play well with uh, building that trust for the consumer? Sure, um, Eric. Why don't you go first, and then I'll uh, I'll kind of pick up where you leave off. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, the internet still continues to this day to be kind of can be considered a danger neighbor, a dangerous neighborhood. And, and you know, there is uh, the shopper is, at, you know, at, at this point, they're they're really continue to have, you know, pretty, pretty targets on their backs. They're they're always, you know, it's it there's there's always an opportunity for, you know, the the hack, the hackers and the in the in uh, the uh, digital crooks to, to take advantage of of unsuspecting shoppers. And so a lot of shoppers have a, uh, have a, this sort of guilty till proven innocent mentality when they shop, when they're online, period. Uh, specifically when you go to an e-commerce site, especially when you've never done business with before, it's just, there's just a lot of uncertainty around, around that, around, you know, this, this, the, uh, whether I should engage and whether I should, you know, move forward and make a purchase with this customer, with this merchant. So, you know, merchants, uh, e-commerce sites for for the longest time have been you know uh, doing some of the standard things, which is you know making sure that the website itself is safe and secure and locked down with SSL and encryption, uh, making sure that the actual site itself is hardened and safe. And so you'll see you know very common practices of providing you know again messages around digital padlocks or digital encryption, and that's usually notably done by by SSL solutions. There's also uh, companies out there that provide what's called PCI compliance or PCI daily scanning, which is uh, which is essentially the ability to to have a, a white hat hacker try to attempt to breach the site, make sure that it's impenetrable, and then the merchant receives a report every day saying that the site is safe and that shoppers are safe as well. So that's what can you know that's considered two kind of common practices to keep the keep the, to to convey to shoppers that the site itself is safe. Um, some other best practices are, you know, the utilization of, of uh, ratings and reviews, pro- uh, ratings and reviews programs, uh, Better Business Bureau, Trustpilot. There's a whole litany of them out there, and that they, they essentially provide a historical perspective of that the site is, you know, provides a safe experience, provides a, a merchant who's reliable and who's going to follow through on, on on their terms of service. And so, in, in other words, other customers, you know, found that this merchant took care of them. So based on, on prior history with other real people, that this should be a, a more trustworthy place to shop. Exactly. More generalization. And, and that goes above and beyond, let's say, security and into, you know, they actually shipped the product, they shipped the right product, they took care of any customer service issues uh, that, that they go above and beyond. Correct. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think it really goes to who is behind the screen when you're shopping online. Um, I think everyone always remembers what was their last bad experience when they shop on a website. Um, so if I'm a first time visitor, I just discover, let's say, um, new website. I'm browsing, considering buying some furniture for my apartment. Uh, a lot of times you're going to remember maybe that one bad experience that you had on a previous website where maybe it didn't show up on time or you didn't get what you promised, or maybe that return policy wasn't as uh, clear as you were expecting it to be uh, when you first made the purchase. Um, so what shoppers, we, we like to say, bring a lot of that hesitation with them. Um, and there's, as, as Eric mentioned, a number of tools out there and different methods to help hopefully overcome some of those fears uh, for those shoppers. 
Yeah. And, you know, I've certainly seen through the years where updates to a site to make the branding more consistent, to make the site more mobile friendly, uh, you know, more modern, that, that there are things that can help just with, with ease, um, certainly making things like navigation simpler, things that, that generally improve conversion rates, right? That uh, it's not just because it gets people to the end zone, but it makes people feel like this is an up-to-date, safe website to shop from, that it, it adheres to some modern standards. Um, you know, I, I've even seen little things like updating the, uh, the copyrights, um, you know, and making sure that things like social media and, and blogs seem up-to-date. Um, have you run yeah, into you know, certain other areas as well? Yeah, you know, I, I want to agree with you. I think everyone is making this shift down to make the website look more modern and trendy. Um, I love it. And more minimalism design typically, uh, from what we've seen, yields better conversion results. Um, and it's really all just about the user experience. So finding the best way to navigate through the website is ultimately going to get that shopper closer to making a purchase on the website. Um, big thing that we see recently is increasing the page load speed. Um, so we speak with companies all the time where they're investing all of their efforts just to um, improve the site speed by half of a millisecond. Um, so anything that shoppers, or I'm sorry, anything that merchants can do to help potentially increase the page speed, um, we've seen a lot of really great results there as well. Yeah, I mean, it was back in, I think, uh, 2016. I've written on this, this topic a few times, uh, you know, when some of uh, Google's data from uh, their DoubleClick side of the business at the time, <clears throat> you know, was suggesting that if your loading speed was over three seconds, you were seeing something like a 53% bounce rate, uh -huh. um, you know, that there are expectations out there. It's funny that, you know, there are a lot of studies that talk about the expectations of the user. If you ask a user how long they'll wait or what have you, reality is sometimes different than what people say that they'll do or what they expect. Um, but we know that we see you know, uh, a much better uh, conversion rate um, off of a, a much faster site. Um, at, at JetRails, we spend a lot of time working with um, caching technology like Varnish, with CDNs like Cloudflare, just to really speed up the sites. I think any modern host is expected to be able to really make a, a major impact there. And, you know, a lot of that comes down to web dev too, you know, compressing and minifying files and um, adhering to best practice, you know, <laughs> thinking more minimalist. It's almost the same trend that's going on for people's homes, right? You know, does this thing bring you joy? <laughs> does this app or extension really, really help you? Or is it just weighing down your site? Yeah, if not, get rid of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, another thing that we see as well, and I, I can't believe that I have to say this, but just contact information on the website um, you know, a big thing is that if you go to a website and they don't have a phone number, well, that's one last method that you have to get in touch with that merchant, uh, especially if you have a problem. Um, a lot of times they don't even put their email address anymore. So there's just the contact information box, um, which gets routed to the appropriate email address. Um, but just small little things like that typically help to have a really large impact. Um, you know, being on this side of the fence, you know, we work in e-commerce, I would call us insiders. Um, you know, sometimes it's important to make sure that you're putting yourself in the shoes of the everyday shopper. Um, and that's where things like trust are so important, uh, because oftentimes we forget um, being on our side of the house. Yeah, I mean, I'll almost never call one of these companies, but I want to know that I can. And I, I know that about myself. It's funny that I, I don't really look for them to have email addresses, I guess, partly that insider effect, right? That I know that 
there are bots scraping email addresses to go onto spam lists. And so I, I don't uh, belittle anyone that doesn't want to publish their email address on the web these days. I, I don't mind going through the contact form. But absolutely, that being able to feel like I can reach out and, and get in touch with a human being makes a big difference. Uh, I, I don't want to have to do Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to call until they have to call. Um, so if your email's not getting read and if you're not getting a response, uh, the shopper wants that phone number pretty fast. And the first place they're going to go is Google and they can't find it. Uh, and then I think the second place they're going to go once they have an issue is going to be the Better Business Bureau um, or the ratings and reviews. So uh, it's very easy. I, I think for everyone to have a bad experience that you don't expect to happen. Uh, you don't go out to buy something hoping that you're going to have a bad experience. But when you do, um, that's when things tend to go south pretty quickly. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I guess that there are a lot of little tidbits that come in between, you know, as some people like to see the address and get an idea of where things are shipping from or who they're doing business with. They, you know, the, the quality of your rich media, lots of things are going to have an impact in how people view your brand, your store. Uh, but I, I know that at Norton, you have a product that also helps to uh, combat um, so some of that lack of trust that's out there, uh, especially for those that may have already, and there's so many that have already been impacted um, by various forms of, of fraud or uh, identity theft. Uh, so what, where has the, the product evolved um, through the years? Because it's been around a, a few years now, right? Sure. Um, yeah, so the product is called the Norton Shopping Guarantee. Uh, we're actually in the seventh year now of the program, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, you're aging. That's what so, you're doing. <laughs> we're getting older. We're getting better with age. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, th this product really stemmed from some things that we started noticing that Amazon and eBay do. Um, Amazon, of course, they have a program called their A to Z Guarantee. Um, eBay, to a lesser extent, they have a program that they call eBay's wire protection. Um, and, and really, the, the concept is quite simple, where we're providing three guarantees to the shopper um, from a third-party perspective uh, to really help facilitate that purchase on the website and put them at ease. Um, so if we can address three concerns that they have, um, it's three less concerns that are going to be at the top of mind when they're potentially thinking about making a purchase on the website. Um, so the three guarantees is ID theft protection, a purchase guarantee, and a lowest price guarantee. Um, all three of those guarantees, they are covered by us. Um, so the merchant does not pay out any of the claims that do come in through the program. Um, so it's very much a win-win from, from a sense that the shopper receives three protections um, that they are not paying for. Uh, and then the merchant, of course, is rewarded uh, with a conversion. Um, so when we combine both, it tends to be you know, a very pleasant experience for all parties. Um, and that's why we've seen such great success from large merchants like Reebok and Pepboys and Fleet Numbers, uh, all the way down to your smaller e-commerce websites that really don't have a, a name brand established yet. Hmm. So you're part of the Norton brand, part of the, the semantic organization, but uh, I would say it's, it's possibly not a security product. It, it really is more about a, a guarantee, a warranty of sorts of, of the purchase itself, that the, the purchase itself is... Uh, is safe and secure, um, you know, sort of a, an insurance as opposed to... It's an to, insurance policy. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a free insurance policy to the shopper. Uh, it expires automatically, and then every time they make a purchase, they essentially get the benefits renewed um, when they make a purchase. So 
Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Um, and Eric, feel free to uh, pick up where I left off. Yeah, absolutely. So you said it best, uh, Robert, at the beginning. We the, we set out to create a, a program that makes all first-time, especially first-time visitors to any website, e-commerce site, feel the same way, have the same confidence that they do when they go to Amazon. Uh, people go to Amazon and purchase without any hesitation. Um millions of websites out there are trying to create their own destination, their own marketplace, their own experience. And they continually are competing with Amazon. Um, and, you know, shoppers are looking for assurances and merchants are, are looking for certainty. And so, you know, that certainty and those assurances inevitably lead to higher conversion rates. And the Norton Shopping Guarantee is a program that does a really good job of bridging that gap and accomplishing that. So, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we don't compete. <laughs> so JetRail still gets to deal with the SSLs, the PCI compliance, the, you know, the WAFs, the web access firewalls, all, all the stuff that's keeping the, the sites physically safe and all the monitoring and, and maintenance there, uh, you know, with, with our agency and dev partners and such. So that, that keeps me in a job. That's good. But um, I, I suppose that, that you probably do overlap with, with some others in the space. Would you say maybe something like Google trusted sites uh, would have been a competitor at some point? Yeah. Um, so there was a program, it was called the Google trusted store. Um, they, they've actually recently morphed it into Google customer reviews, uh, but they, they had a very much similar concept. So it was, if you make a purchase on a website and you have an issue, um, Google would reimburse you up to $1,000. Um, really what they're doing is they're saying that the merchant will honor their terms of service. Um, you know, I, we ran into tons of websites that used it. Um, it's a free service. Um, and one of the things that we found is that, um, you know, we had a lot of merchants that would actually A-B test it. Um, so a big component of the Norton Shopping Guarantee is that we do have the ability to, I would say, analytically measure what would be the impact of the tool on the website. And of course, that would be through an A-B test, which I think we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, but what we found is that a lot of merchants that we worked with would A-B test uh, Google trusted source. Uh, and it turns out it really didn't have that much of an impact. Um, you know, I think part of that could be related to the fact that Google is not a trusted source. Um, you know, a lot of people think of Big Brother, um, you know, privacy um, when they're thinking about Google. Um, so I think part of the, the reason that the Norton Shopping Guarantee has been so successful uh, it's just a lot of the branding, the, the amount of money that we invest to um, keep our brand up, make sure that people are synonymous with trust and confidence when they see that circle check mark uh, has really been a reason that the program has been so successful. That's really interesting. I, mean, I know that there are companies out there like, you know, PayPal that on specific purchases that are, are going to include some extra guarantees and protections, but really hard to find something like that that's going to be across the board and, and instill that confidence in the shopper as they're looking at, at a site that they're less familiar with or, um, or, or just in a moment where, you know, they're <laughs> constantly reading. I, I, this week there were, you know, a, additional uh, news blurbs about point-of-sale systems with major companies that were compromised. Uh, even a fast food chain had, had theirs under attack for years. Uh, and now it's been disclosed. Um, so, you know, consumers are really looking for uh, a little bit of, of that ease of mind. Um, so I, I can imagine where the Norton brand and the years invested into that branding is really uh, is part of what moves the needle for you. You know, 
Robert, even with big, even with large merchants and name brand merchants, there's this perce- perceived hassle or uncertainty around will if I order my product, will it? You know, they, they, that they, all the same concerns are still there even with large brands. And again, just going back, and I don't want to make this a completely an Amazon, you know, versus us because it's not that. But Amazon is the reality. Amazon is a very convenient way to go and place an order. And all the and, and without the concern, what we want to try to help large brands with is that look, um, it isn't going to be a hassle. Um, you'll have a you know comparable, if not maybe better experience if you buy your shoes from Reebok. Um, the you know Reebok likes that because they get to control the outcome of where that customer's journey is going to take them an inevitable purchase. What's not very fun, you know, what's not good is they want to go buy a Reebok product. And they end up buying a competitor's product because once you get to Amazon, you know you have a wide array of different yeah. options to look at. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah, I mean, on Amazon, you can have a competitor jump in. You can have Amazon come in and white label, you know, make their own uh, products. You you can have knockoffs. Um, you really don't control the yep. customer relationship in the same way, and you don't have the same communication with the customer. So I'm with you. It's very different than having a loyal customer on your own website. Uh, in a lot of ways, I mean, Amazon has done amazing things for a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs, but it's also put a lot in harm's way. And, and there's no shortage of people that would line up to tell their story uh, about how making Amazon their primary sales channel uh, wound up being more risk than reward and wound up hurting them in the long run. Yeah, uh, you know, they had a short-term growth, but uh, then they they started to lose out to someone else that, that grabbed up the market. And really, it, for the most part, Amazon shoppers, uh, a, a lot of what they're looking at is who's offering it the cheapest on Amazon, and you're also paying Amazon a commission. Um, so you've got to build that into the margin. So it, it does get difficult in some cases. But um, you, you know, you had mentioned A/B testing. And I know that, mm-hmm. that your team does spend a lot of time looking at the analytics and uh, you know seeing what's going on with, with some of these sites and projects. What are some of the other uh, technologies and changing trends that you're seeing on the market that you're seeing uh, as impactful? Um, anything come across your desks lately? Sure. Um, so a big thing that we see recently is going to be the buy now, pay later type technology. Um, I think a firm really has done a great job. Um, kind of paving that way. We also see a couple other companies that are popping up like Cecil um, and some other ones as well. Um, but essentially the trend is why would I pay full price now when I could break up my payments over the course of the year? Um, and you know, the, the reality is that that's a conversion tool. Um, so we often, I would say, intersect um, with some of those tools that are on the website. Um, it is a graphical element. It sits on the product details page as well as the cart and the checkout page. Um, so we, we definitely see that a lot recently. Um, you see other software like Sales Cycle, for example, where if you go to X out the tab, uh, you get a big pop-up in your face saying, hey, wait, don't leave. We'll give you 10% off. Um, I've seen some other ones, uh, not as much of a fan, maybe the, the spin the wheel for the discount. Um, there's another one on the bottom corner of the website. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the name of the, the vendor is, uh, but basically it'll pop up and say, hey, someone else 10 miles away just purchased the same item. Um, what was interesting is I did a little bit of research around that because that would be on some pretty, I would say, low traffic websites. And 
every five seconds, there's a pop-up that says, hey, someone just purchased it <laughs> um, in Washington, D.C. I'm thinking to myself, there's, there's absolutely no way that that's true. Um, so I did a little bit of research. I did discover that you can um, essentially lie and say that people are making purchases on your website when they're not. Um, so those are some other technologies that we run into. Yeah. Um, so I think it really another thing consumers now have to worry about, just like fake reviews, uh, yep. I suppose now they have to worry about merchants that, that are inflating uh, their numbers, so to speak, to make them seem more, you know, larger and therefore more trustworthy because they're more established and, you know, yeah. you know, just trying to create urgency. So, hey, there's only one left in stock when we all know that there are many more in stock. Um, order in the next 10 minutes, you're going to get free shipping. Um, so there's a couple of ways. I think a lot of those do take away from the trust on the website. Um, especially if you're a more advanced shopper and you spend a lot of time online. Um, I, I think a lot of you know the, the savvy shopper can see right through some of that. Um, but to go beyond that, I do see a lot of technology recently around 360 product photography. Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, I was looking at a couch earlier today. Um, you can fully rotate it, zoom in, zoom out, see every detail of the product. Um, and, and I think technology like that is just really helpful and that's going to um, bring us a long way. And that, that's also something that Amazon uses as well. Um, so I think a lot of people are catching up to the fact that images on the website, um, hey, look, higher res, it's going to be great, 360, even better. Um, you know, things like virtual reality, AR. Uh, I did see a, a, an online hat store where you could essentially try the hat on, um, take a picture of your face, and then it pops up and you can rotate and see what it's going to look like uh, on your head. Uh, I know that Warby Parker did something very similar with their glasses as well. Um, so I think technology like that is great, and I, I look forward to seeing you know what's going to be next. Yeah, I, I was out in Las Vegas at Magento Imagine a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of the uh, the top new apps coming out, you know, of their innovator labs, you know, that different uh, developers from different teams around the world have been working on. Uh, you know, some of the the most interesting ones were certainly augmented reality, and, and there's definitely a push to make uh, augmented and virtual reality, uh, you know, c come to life as cost effectively and quickly as possible. You know, I saw lots of great examples of, you know, here's something, a lamp that you could put on your desk or a chair you could put on the floor and yeah. actually being able to see it in the room so that you know how mm -hmm. it's going to look in your home, uh, you know, it, it is pretty cool. Uh, and I, I think right. that we're going to see a lot of that roll out over the next couple of years as, um, you know, as, as a lot of these extensions and apps and things uh, come of age. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm really excited to see where they go with it in the fashion marketplace. Um, you know, it's interesting. I love to buy clothes online because some of the selection that's close by is just not some of the stuff that I like to buy. Uh, but the flip side is, is, is it going to fit and what is it going to look like when I'm wearing it? Um, and I think if there's a way to potentially morph AR and VR into trying something on, um, whether you take a picture of yourself in the mirror and then you get to see the shirt on your body, um, things like that, I think are going to be really cool as well. Yeah. And the technology is there. So it's just a matter of distributing it, so to speak, of making it accessible to more merchants. Uh, and I, I think that it is part of how, uh, how merchants get to, in some cases, get ahead of the curve. You know, so it might yep. be it's something that's already on some e-commerce websites, not necessarily available from, let's say, Amazon. And really good to build that relationship with the customer now that you're a trusted source for, for that sort of a buying experience. Because today, so much of it is about the experience, right? It's, you know, 
uh, it's how you win against a behemoth that really doesn't provide much in terms of, of customer service. It's it's just uh, you know about a quick order, um, you know, or about a low price. You've got to find those ways to differentiate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and when people do add the Norton you know, shopping guarantee onto a website, what type of expectations would they have? So, you know, every website's a little bit different, but you probably have averages uh, on the low end, the high end, uh, how it moves the needle, what it might do to conversion rates. Sure. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of selling points that we like to mention. You know, I think first and foremost is going to be the conversion rate. Um, so by providing additional protections and making that shopper feel at ease, are we able to get additional people across the finish line? Um, so we'd like to say that our average is around a 7% conversion rate increase. Um, we do hundreds of A-B tests every year. Um, where essentially a, a shopper could come to the website, they would see one experience of the website without the program, uh, or you would come to the website and you would see the program. Uh, and really we would measure what would be the difference in the conversion rates between those two buckets. Um, another kind of a side impact that we tend to see is gonna be the average order value as well. Um, so typically if a shopper feels more safe, secure, and confident, um, there's a higher likelihood that they may buy more expensive items or potentially add additional items to the cart as well. Um, AOV, it's, it's a little tricky. It's definitely more susceptible to outliers. Um, you need to run the test a little bit longer. You need to make sure that you have a clean data set, uh, that there's no things like internal orders or customer service reps hitting one side or the other. Uh, but that's another uh, a metric that we often increase as well. Um, and this kind of the last piece that would actually be more from a customer expect perspective is just um, providing an overall better shopping experience. Um, so we do make the shoppers happy. They do love to receive the guarantees. Um, part of the program has some voice of the customer feedback um, built into the program. Um, so when you hit the order confirmation page, shoppers could provide feedback on the Norton Shopping Guarantee. And, and oftentimes shoppers will praise um, the benefits saying, hey, you know, I was a victim of identity theft. I think it's really cool that Reebok offers this protection to their shoppers. Um, so that's more of an after effect that we like to see as well. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I would, <laughs> I'd imagine that, you know, given the tri- base, it's, it's something you're offering people for free uh, as far as they, they can tell. So, you know, as a shopper, uh, you'd think people always want to have that extra security blanket. Um, that mm-hmm. certainly, I, I wouldn't see anyone seeing much of a negative to it. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's free. It expires automatically. Um, you know, when we reach out to merchants, you know, really what our pitch is, is, hey, we have this tool. We could help make your shoppers happier. Um, we can help you increase your conversion rate. We can make you more money. Uh, and by the way, we're going to be happy to prove that to you through a free A-B test. Um, so it's very hard to say no. Um, you know, we run this test all the time with many different merchants, all different shapes and sizes. Um, you know, certain industries, I'd say we see better performance than others. Um, but you know, specifically like high AOV websites where, you know, a shopper spends a lot of time on the website, they tend to interact with the website more, they're on the page longer, they come back multiple sessions over the course of um, various days and potentially weeks. Um, we've really had a great impact there as well um, because there's just so much at stake. You know, you only buy a couch or a new mattress once every 10 years. Um, so that shopper really is looking for some additional protections um, that we're able to provide them. 
And, you know, often when it comes to improving conversion rates, average order value, uh, you know, metrics in general for an e-com site, one of the, the biggest, uh, you know, questions that a merchant's going to ask, how long is it going to take to integrate? What's the setup like? Uh, you, you know, how, how much development? Um, how much is it going to interfere, conflict within my site? So let's say someone's got a Magento website. What is the integration process like? Is it, um, you know, something that, that's pretty cumbersome or, you know, is, is it uh, pretty quick and light? Yeah, it's um, not at all. So very quick. Um, basically, it's two blocks of JavaScript. Um, so we have a TXT file. We would provide the merchant at the conclusion of our meeting or at the end of our call. Um, two blocks of JavaScript. The first piece of code would go on the global footer of the website. Um, very easy to access that. Or you could also use Google Tag Manager um, or another Tag Manager solution that you're already using on the website. Um, second piece of code, it sits on the order confirmation page, um, which helps with the results tracking as well as delivering uh, the guarantees to the shopper. Um, so typically, most merchants could get it live in under an hour. Um, I've seen it as fast as 10 minutes, and I've seen um, you know, so some others take a little bit longer, and that's just on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, use a custom platform, and you have multiple variations of your product details page, um, things of that nature. It's, it's a little bit more cumbersome. Um, but for the most part, we've had people get up and running the same day uh, that we speak with them, uh, which is great. So none of our dev partners are going to get rich off this one. So uh, unfortunately for them, but uh, <laughs> hey, well, uh, one hour, I, one hour I, I like of dev work. What we'd like to say, um, yeah. yeah, Eric and I have a funny story. So there was a merchant where you know, they, they really just, hey, I would love to do the trial. It's, you know, I, I pay a lot of money for my dev work. Um, I, I really, I'm afraid to ask them. I don't want to end up getting charged, you know, five, 10 hours to install this program. Um, and what we said to them was, hey, look, we'll, we'll actually pay the developer. We'll cover the one hour that they're going to need. Um, if they say it's going to take anything longer, um, make sure you reach out to us and we'd be happy to introduce you to another developer um, because they're going to be overcharging you. Um, so it, it really is that simple. Um, Google Tag Manager has just made it so easy. Uh, you know, I'd say probably 80% of the websites that we reach out to do use some sort of a Tag Manager solution. Um, and then more of your standard platforms, so your Shopify's, um, your big commerce, uh, we do have specific instructions for them as well. Um, and, and we also have a couple different apps for various platforms as well. Perfect. Um, and, you know, you mentioned earlier that uh, you do a great job for some of the smaller unknown brands, but also for larger ones like a, a Reebok that, you know, already has brand recognition, but that the people still appreciate uh, the shopping guarantee. What, at what point in traffic or revenue does the shopping guarantee start to really become valuable? Um, I would imagine, you know, perhaps for that startup, uh, you know, Shopify site in, in month one might not yet really get uh, a ton of ROI, but where do they, uh, they usually start to see the impact? Yeah, it's a really great question. Um, I think a lot of it just leads back to some of the testing. Um, so when we run a test of this tool, we have a minimum threshold where we like to see a thousand orders over the course of a month. Um, you know, granted, you could essentially test it on any website, but how long the test is going to run um, would be much different. So if you do 10 orders a day, we're probably going to have to test it uh, for close to six months or a year uh, to get to a statistical volume where we feel comfortable kind of telling you exactly what the impact would be. 
Um, but I'd say any, any website that does a thousand orders per month, um, we're very easy for us to track within one month's time um, directionally uh, what kind of impact that we're going to have. Um, but yeah, I mean, we work with merchants that do $50,000 per month in revenue. Um, and we work with merchants that do $10 million per month and more. Um, so it's really had a great impact between all. Um, I will say the bigger the website and we provide whatever the percentage lift in the incremental revenue, uh, it tends to add up pretty quickly. So well, you know, some websites we reach out to say, hey, if you could give me a 2% lift, um, this is a done deal. Uh, and, and usually we go well beyond that as well. So. Yeah, and look, depending on the average order value, you know, if, if they're selling high ticket items, if it's more B2B or if they're selling, I don't know, mattresses, something of some some size, they might not need to have quite as many orders to see the benefit in, in their bottom line and their revenues. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I always like to look yeah, at that on a sliding scale myself. Yeah, they, they definitely add up quick. Um, we've had a huge push recently in the mattress industry. Um, Talk about a space with so much competition, so much crowding, um, a lot of shoppers that have bad experiences. And, you know, it almost seems like a new mattress website pops up every other day. Um, so that's been an area where we've had a lot of success in. Hmm. No, it's not terribly surprising, but very interesting. Uh, it's something that I, I suppose years ago, none of us really expected as many people as do today to buy mattresses online. So, uh, you know, lots of areas where I'm lucky that, that I don't spend a lot of money betting, <laughs> not a big gamble, yeah. uh, because, yeah. you know, anyone that, that thinks they can see five years ahead in technology, uh, is usually pretty wrong. Um, and, uh, and I'm willing to admit it. Uh, so what's on the horizon for your team? Anything new coming down the pike? Uh, anything interesting out there, uh, for the e-commerce world specifically? Uh, Eric, why don't I'll let you take that. And, sure. Uh, yeah. So just to, yeah, great question, Robert. Thanks. And just to summarize too, just from the previous, uh, segment, you know, we really deliberately set out to make this a very attractive one-sided, you know, in the merchant's favor to take it, take us up on, you know, just try it out, try it. Um, let's test it. Let's prove it. Let's build a business case together. And with, and in terms of kind of the next, what is on the horizon, you know, we're consist constantly looking at um, expanding the guarantees, offering um, some internal protections to the merchant. I can't get too specific, but I will tell you that we have a roadmap that's about a year and a half out, and we've got several several initiatives around the Norton Shopping Guarantee and the Shopping Guarantee technology in general that I think are going to be quite exciting and very impactful to both the merchant and the shopper. So. Yeah, you know, one of the recent ones was we recently refreshed the graphics. Um, so we're seeing a big trend now, more of a, a textile graphic on the product details page and on the cart and checkout page. Um, so that was an, a big push that we had this year and, and it's been wildly successful, um, both in terms of the impact, but also in terms of uh, how it looks on the website as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, it sounds like I may wind up having you guys back in a year, year and a half, <laughs> you know, as you get to some new releases, sounds like there's something interesting there on the horizon um, that, uh, you know, that, that might be, you know, additionally interesting uh, for our listeners. And uh, gentlemen, I, I really do appreciate you spending some time with us today. 
uh, talking about, you know, certainly building trust uh, for e-com, always a topic that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Mark, Eric, um, you know, I, thank you so much for joining. Any final words? Um, no, hey, Robert, thanks so much for having us. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, next week, or I'm sorry, two weeks from now in Chicago for IRTE. Um, and, and always a pleasure to chat with you. Awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, for our listeners, thanks for another great episode with us. Uh, We'll uh, look forward to bringing you some new content over the next couple of weeks.